0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 147.
1: The vast majority of all of my marketing dollars, guess what? I spent them on the wrong areas.
0: the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Woo! Welcome to another live episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My, my name is Cody Hoffhein, and I'll be hosting today's podcast. And today we have a rockstar rhino that's getting all ready to ramp up his business for 2018. Today we have Sean Cobelli he's from pittsburgh or he's in pittsburgh and he's been actively wholesaling for 2 months now here's something that's really cool about this in the 2 months that he's been actively doing this he now has two deals that are going to closing that combined are going to pay him 22 thousand dollars. Now, I'm not going to deep dive the numbers on each deal, but we are going to deep dive one of those deals on this episode today. So those that are new listening for the first time to this podcast, what this is, is we're talking about wholesaling, specifically wholesaling real estate and wholesaling simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties and then turning them for profits. And so this podcast is dedicated to help you Take massive action so that you can also wholesale real estate in your backyard. So let's get right to it. My man, Sean, how the heck are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, Cody? Good, good, good. I, uh, I, Oh, dude, it's our honor to have you on the show. This is awesome stuff because it's your story. It's stories of people doing it, of taking action, going out there and wholesaling that actually inspires this great nation of people maybe that aren't doing it or maybe that are a little bit scared to do it. It inspires them. It helps them. It gives them hope. Let them know that you can do it. And so your story is going to add sure, value. For sure. So. Yeah. Well, tell me what got you into wholesaling. Maybe that would be a good background for people. What were you doing before yeah. you got into wholesaling?
1: Yeah. So uh, I've got that – uh, engineering, analytical background where I look at nails and I've got to do everything to the nth degree and which is just the absolute opposite of what everything the tribe is about. So that was a huge hurdle I had to get over. You know, I was in a uh, heavy construction management down in New York City for a couple of years and it was awesome. I met a lot of great people. I had a really good time down there. You know, it's experiences that not many people my age are able to go through. But at the same time, I always had the real estate bug. I wanted to get into it. I didn't know how And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. Somebody, you know, referred me over to Wholesaling Inc. and Tom Kroll and and the gang over there. And so eventually after Darren convinced me for four straight months of calling me, Sean, you got to get in, you got to get in, you got to get in. Eventually I said, all right, I'm doing it. So I signed up, went through all the modules, and guess what I did? Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I didn't do anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So So you got into the program. What made it so, because this is, this is awesome. Was it because of the overanalyzing? Was it that engineer mindset
1: that was crippling you from taking action or what was it? It was excuses. It was a lot of, I work a full-time job. I got a long commute. I can't do this on the side. I thought I could, I don't have it in me. And I just kept making excuses after excuses. And so I let it get to me. And I continued my job and I just kind of forgot about it. And I said, I'm never going to get into real estate, I guess. I'm just, it's not going to happen. So what changed
0: um, or where was the changing point? What, because here you went maybe a year without even doing any action at all. And now in two months, you started taking action and you've already
1: got two great deals going to closing, which congratulations, but
0: what changed?
1: So I went to the Salt Lake City event. I said, screw it. And I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anybody. And, you know, I wanted to go meet the people out there and say, is this the real deal or not? Yeah. And I can say, you know, without me knowing anything other than the modules, I went out there and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. I've got to get in this. So I made it my goal. I said, the moment that I can move on from my job, I'm going to do it. So that's what I did. And I think, you know, eight months later or something like that, I was able to do that and and moved out here to Pittsburgh. Uh And it it coincided right with uh, the Orlando event. Moved out here, got all my stuff together, and then uh, flew down to Orlando. Everybody reiterated everything that I uh, <laughs> talked about. Saw some old buddies, and they asked how I was doing, and I said, I'm not doing anything still. <laughs> and then uh, took back all that information, and you know now I'm actually applying it. And the big thing that I learned was you don't know what you don't know until you start something. And so you don't true. know how long something takes until you actually start it and I learned that a lot in the construction industry and it like it really applies to this big time so
0: awesome well yeah. let's get into it let's get right to the meat potatoes sure. let's get to the point what everyone wants to hear and that is how did you do your first deal and then ultimately what kind of money you're going to make. So we'll save that money till the very end. But let's talk about it. So you've got two deals in closing. We're going to specifically talk about one. And there's something unique about this that makes it very tough, you said, which is cool. So let's go right into it. Where did you find this lead? What were you marketing with? How were they able to get in contact with you?
1: Yeah. So I mean, my main point of marketing is it's all direct mail for now. Laser focus. I'm just going to do direct mail and it works. I had no idea it was going to work until then. I think I was doing like maybe a thousand a week back then. I've ramped it up since. Yeah, how many bell pieces are you doing each week? Uh, now I'm doing between 1,500 and 2,000 a week. Every single and, week. Okay. And I am inundated with calls and it is more leads than I can handle. And that's a good problem to have. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Kind of, when you send out this postcard, 15 to 2,000 yeah. pieces a week, I mean, is it like, because here's the best part I want all of our listeners to understand. Why is it that you choose to go consistently like marketing through like weekly versus just shooting
1: everything out in one week? What's the secret behind that? Oh, I mean, you need to have consistent leads coming in so that you can go on consistent appointments. You need to go on a certain amount of appointments each week. You need to be talking to a certain amount of people each day and that'll convert ultimately to a certain amount of deals you can produce. I I don't have the numbers yet, but I'm working on it. No, but this is
0: perfect. This is exactly what they need to hear because even at the beginning stages... I mean, here you are two months into actually taking action with wholesaling, and you're already nailing it. And and everyone needs to hear that, that wants to get into it, that if you want to be consistently making money, then it all starts with consistent marketing. And it's not shotgun everything all out at once. It's not shotgunning your whole list out all in one week. It's right. doing the sniper approach. It's it's being very specific and doing it every week, sending the same amount of postcards out and staying consistent. Because if you can consistently mail – that leads you to consistent phone calls. Consistent phone calls is consistent appointments. Consistent appointments yeah. is consistent offers, which consistent offers leads to consistent contracts, which leads to consistent payday. So I love it. I love what you
1: said. I'm glad you said that because there's so and many it, it varies in from market moment. to market, obviously. Like 1,000 mailers in one market might be a lot versus my market or you know, 2,000 might be appropriate or 500 might be appropriate for different markets. Don't feel like you have to send out a ridiculous amount, but you know, the phone calls start piling up. You have to you know, just get that first mailer out and make it automated so that it's, the guys at Modern Postcard do a really good job. You could just send out your list and say, I want to send this out over the course of the next month. Please send it out. And they do it. That's awesome. Okay, so let's
0: go. So you got it uh, through postcards, sending out direct mail. What list were
1: you mailing to? This was absentee with equity. Okay. So this particular case, there was a gentleman that lived at the property. He was a hoarder. He passed away. Then he didn't leave a will. And so now you got an abandoned house with a ton of crap in it and about 30 people that are have access to, you know, that property that could potentially get paid. I forget the terminology for it, but anyways, eventually they made an administrator of the estate. I got a hold and of go that probate. administrator. Of the, yep. I okay. got that hold of that guy. Okay. And he said, "Look, it's a huge mess. I hate dealing with my family. Just take it." And I said, "Okay." And so he wanted you know I think sixteen at first and got him down to eleven five and then ultimately, that's what I was able to sell for so technically, he was on the money,
0: <laughs> okay, so let's hear this, let's break it down get another step so You could tell there was motivation. You could tell there was frustration dealing with his family. He just wanted to get rid of it. It was more of a pain than it was any kind of blessing to his life. He wanted to get rid of it. So everyone everyone, everyone listening to this needs to hear this because I think so many times we get caught into this false thought that no one's going to sell their home at a discount. And really, it's just a pawn shop on steroids. I mean, it's just – they're bringing it over to say, hey, I don't want to deal with it and I don't have the money to fix it up. In fact, it's in bad shape. The person that lived in it before was a hoarder and so I could only imagine the mess that was oh. left in it. And so he started at 16000 Did you go out on the appointment to
1: make the offer oh, or were you doing okay. this all over the phone? As, that, as soon as you said that number, uh, I looked at the area. I mean, ARVs were in the 90s to 100 area, maybe the 110. So I said, okay, right away – no matter what the house looks like, I've got to go see this. Yeah. So but it went, went on the appointment. It was him and his brother that were there. They showed me around. It actually came with six adjacent parcels. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, this is money. Now here's the kicker. I show up and I don't know where to park because it's on the steepest road in the United States. It's a 37% grade. Is it legitimately I'm- the steepest road in the United I'm pretty States? I sure it's the steepest residential road. I don't know about <laughs> steep road, but it's, it was insane. It's so steep. Audi did a commercial in front of the actual house that I was able to wholesale. In the summer, they took snow and they drove a car up and they took snowboarders down and skiers up and down. So that's how steep it
0: is. Unreal. So you're on this steep slope. You pull up. Did this turn into just a home deal or home deal and
1: land deal? Uh, It was home and land. So it was with the adjacent parcels. Okay. I didn't want to have anything to do with the parcels because they were even steeper in the, the house itself. But uh, he said, dude, if you want this, they all got to be together. So um, it actually worked out because there was a, a bunch of people that were interested in possibly putting uh, condominiums, you know, knocking down the whole thing and putting condos on that nice steep area because it had a great view over Pittsburgh. So that's
0: awesome. So you put the home and the adjacent properties under yep. contract for $11,500. Yep. Holy yep. smoke. So here you are looking at a great deal. From yep. there, you're able to now just market it for those uh, that are maybe new to this. From what he did is he put these homes or this home and these properties under contract. And then now what he needs to do is you can either buy them yourself, close on them, and then turn around and sell them on the MLS or through an agent or whatever. Or you can do, and on this case, did you do an assignment? Didn't assignment. Okay. So, or on this case, you can have these on a contract that's assignable and then you assign your rights for someone to purchase this home or these lots in your place. And so you had this assignable contract, you assign it to a cash buyer. Ultimately, what were you able to sell that contract for?
1: Before I get there, let me tell you about the inspection. Let's so hear it. Let's hear it. So at the inspection, so I, I sent out to my cash buyers list and I said, all right, there's going to be inspection at this time. And let's say it was 2 p.m. on a Friday. Uh-huh. There was an ice storm the day before. So not only are these people going to see how steep this is, they're going to see it in its worst possible condition under extremely icy and steep oh, conditions. Oh. So they all show up and I have the I showed up about an hour early just to shovel just so no one got hurt on the way to the inspector. Sure. So people show up and uh, I think maybe 10 people came by and I'd say all 10 didn't give me an inclination that they wanted it all 10. <laughs> it, too rough, too rough inside and too steep. And after the inspection, I sent a follow up text to everybody. If you're interested, let me know within 24 hours, you know, the whole spiel. Yeah. And he texted me right away and he said, let's do the deal. <laughs> the one guy that didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> the one guy's quiet. You're like, crap, I don't have anyone that wants it. So yeah. he ended up saying, and was it just for a price that you were already asking or what was it? Yeah.
1: So yeah. what so you yeah, asking my, for this asking, my asking was 15. So that's where it gets interesting is for 15. And, and uh, so I was like, all right, let's do it. Met up with him the next day. And he said, look, I want to put this in an LLC that I don't have yet. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, how do I do this? So you don't know what problems you're going to come into until you get there. Yeah. So then I called the title guy and I'm like, can I do this? And he goes, you know, I had already shoot him away. And I was like, I don't know what to do. The title guy didn't answer. So I eventually got a hold of him. He gave me the instructions Then this guy, the Russian guy, comes back and says, look, I want to sign with my partner. He's in New York City. He'll be back in four days. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But he's the only guy interested. So I have to go with him. And I'm like, "Okay, we're going to work together. No problem. But I kept it up on Craigslist. So I got another call of a guy. He said, can I come see it today? I said, sure. Not under assignment yet. Sure, come see it. And he said, let's do business today for sixteen. $16,000. Sixteen thousand dollars. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, you seem a lot quicker and easier to work with. Let's do it. So I gave the Russian guy a, a an opportunity to match, and he didn't. And so went with the new guy. Well,
0: the new guy, good
1: work. So hold on,
0: we've got uh, eleven five contract. Yep. and then you end around selling it for sixteen thousand, making yep. you four thousand five hundred dollars. Yep. All right, and my all man. Back in marketing, Hold all... on. <laughs> all well, right. So I've heard that bell a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you've probably been waiting. You're like, I need it for me. Like I no know. one else. I want my own. So you've got the victory bell ringing for you. Four and a half thousand dollars. And you say you have already know what you're going to do with it. You're ready to put this baby right back into marketing. Oh, yeah.
1: So uh, that was I think that was a couple of weeks ago. So it's already been put back into marketing and, and you know, that marketing money, I'm getting phone calls while we're on this podcast. So it's pretty oh, cool.
0: Oh, <laughs> We got to get off this podcast quick then. So yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. Four and a half thousand dollars. Let's kind of break it down. Obviously there was a huge stretch where you took no activity. There was a year. Oh, yeah. that you did nothing almost a year and a f- couple months. You didn't do anything. Oh, and yeah. also you took massive imperfect action. You've got this deal that closed that made you four and a half thousand dollars. You've got another deal that's going to make you the difference of, uh, I mean, you said you're going to make $22,000 between the two deals. So yep. where am I at? Is that uh, $17,500 five? $17, on another deal that's closing? And I messed in. up on that one. I could have got way more, and I messed up. Oh, I love this. But here's the best part. You don't know what you don't know. So everyone listening okay. to this, he just made something to be perfect here. It's odd. Oh, I could have made so much more money on that but guess what? Next time he's going to be that much better. You have to make the mistakes. You have to pay the price. These mistakes or what people would call failures are just future tuition for a future success. It's just tuition for a future success. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be better because of going out there and making that mistake versus sitting down like an engineer and preparing a perfect plan, which never will
1: exist. It will never be perfect. You've got to go out there and you just got to get dirty. I mean, before I started this, I thought, you know, when you put a property under contract, you're going to, it's going to be a deal. Guess what? I put six under contract and only two have been deals. <laughs> That's you know? massive, imperfect action without a perfect Stuff plan. Happens. I love it. I two love were, it. Two were not deals and two completely fell through in my face. So, oh. you know. I didn't know until it happened to me. So, now And those
0: failures will do nothing for you unless you learn something from them. Yeah. That's the best oh, I learned. I learned big time, so. <laughs> I love it. So, Sean, if you were to start all over again and you're at square one, you know what you know now, what would you tell our listeners that are barely getting into this? What would you tell them? Like, what would you have done differently? Or maybe what would you have done the same because it worked?
1: I think the biggest thing is find somebody either in your local market, that's a rhino, or maybe in a neighboring market and take a weekend, go visit them. And, you know, you guys are awesome mentors to us, but you need that local mentor if possible because I've been blessed to have one here and it just will pull, like Tom always says, it'll pull you up to the next level because it'll connect you to, okay, this list, don't even bother with this one. Hit this list and, you know, this area, don't even bother hitting this area because the vast majority of all of my marketing dollars Guess what? I spent them on the wrong areas, and maybe the wrong list. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I had no idea what I was doing. So now I'm fielding phone calls for all these houses that are ARV twenty thousand, ARV twenty thousand, and so I'm just, you know, they're asking for eighteen, so I'm wasting my time over
0: there. That's awesome stuff. Well, this is good, good, good knowledge. So get with people, connect with people. Jim Rohn says it best. You're the average of the five closest individuals you hang out with. Who are you hanging out with? Are you hanging out with successful people or not successful people? If you want to be a millionaire, go hang out with millionaires. If you want to be spiritual, go hang out with spiritual people. If you want to be a wholesaler, go hang out with wholesalers, people that are already doing it. So I love that, that words of wisdom. What about like a favorite book, something that you're reading currently,
1: or maybe that you've read in the past that would be of value to share with these people? I mean, this gets harped on all the time, but you know, your first step when you're wholesaling is you're going to be talking to sellers nonstop. So never split the difference. Oof, Read it. Way. Try to listen to it as many times as you can. If you're not doing anything, you're driving for dollars, or whatever. Listen to it because... It gets you all amped up, and you're in an unfair advantage when you're talking to these people after you listen to
0: that. I love it. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Guys, get that book today. That book is solid gold when it comes to negotiation and how to talk to people. So great job on that. Well, Sean, you need to get off this podcast and back on the phone because you need to. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that is exactly it, though. So I want to thank you for taking important time out of your day, away from your wholesaling business, to do this because I know there's going to be so many people this is going to connect with. It's going to resonate with. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I look forward to uh, maybe a future podcast when you've got five, six, seven deals every single month consistently
1: coming in. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Cody. Anyone who's listening uh, that's struggling, you know, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or or on the forum or anything like that. So and we'll
0: have your name and all that stuff on the show notes where people can look at that. So thank you for offering that because I know there's going to be people that will uh, take you up on that, that will uh, love to talk to you. So Sean, my man, you better get back on those phone calls. Not a lot, baby. That's right. Rhino, Rhino. <laughs> now, for everyone listening right now, thank you so much for joining this podcast. This is one that you can jot down gold nuggets galore. But remember, the podcast, the power of the podcast doesn't come from listening to it. I wish it was, but it's not. The power comes from taking notes on one gold nugget, even if it just meant one, just one gold nugget, and implement it. Do something that you're not doing currently today. And take action and put it into action. And you'll see that you'll be one step closer to maybe your first deal. Or maybe it's your sixth deal. Or maybe it's, I'm only doing two deals a month, but I want to get to five deals a month. Implement these gold nuggets that Sean just shared with you today. And I'm telling you, it will lead you to deals if you will just take Action. And if you need some help and want some more inspiration, go over to wholesellinginc.com. That's wholesellinginc.com, where you can click on the testimonials tab and you can see students doing this. You can see people, individuals just like you all across this great nation, doing wholesaling consistently. And it's going to inspire you. It's going to give you hope, let you know you can do this. And if you want our personal help to help you do that for 2018, you can book a call, book a strategy call with our team. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe so we can get to know Sean and all the rest of the Rhinos. That's right. (laughs) Don't hesitate. The power is in the tribe. That's the big thing. You got people like Sean, you got people like that have been all over this podcast. And so... That's one thing I I love about the tribe. I'll put this community up against any community. They're amazing, amazing go-givers and abundant mindset. Till next time, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Download this podcast, listen to it, re-listen to it, jot down the gold nuggets, and go take action. Take care, guys.